in our first section here, you can import all the pieces that you're going to need. Now, in this case, import does not mean that it's going to pull it all together into one spot so that you can easily move it. Remember how when we put movies into PowerPoint, you still had to move the movie file with the PowerPoint in order for it to play? They all had to be in the same spot in the same folder? All this program is going to do is remember where you have the music or where you have the pictures or where you have the movie stored. It's not actually going to move anything. That's why if you're trying to work on this somewhere else and you save the project file onto a flash drive and move your project file on your flash drive to a different computer, when you open this up, it will have nice big fat red X's down here at the bottom instead of all your links to your video, your audio, your, your pictures because all it did was move the map. <laughs> it just moved the directions for where to find all the stuff. It didn't move all the extra little files with it. Okay, a little evil joke on the part of Movie Maker. Um, so what you do is you go through. Now you can take stuff right off a digital camera. So if you've got a little DV tape camera and you plug it in, Movie Maker is supposed to, everybody see the sarcastic air quotes. <laughs> It's supposed to recognize your camera and allow you to capture that video in directly into Movie Maker. Now, I've seen that work. I've seen it drive people crazy. It, um, those little DV tapes, if you've got the cameras with the little DV tapes in them, they look like little mini um, cassette tapes. Those will capture in real time. So if you, if you uh, shot uh, 45 minutes of video, it's going to take Movie Maker 45 minutes to capture that and digitize it and put it onto your to your computer so you can work with it. Okay, just be aware that that's what what it's going to do. If you've got a flip cam or a Vado or one of these absolutely awesomely cool new cameras that are coming out that you don't have to capture in real time, it's like moving a little file from a flash drive onto your computer. Then all you do is import it from that source or you can copy and paste it into there too. Um, in that case, you would click on video and just browse to where it is, okay? Um, and I don't have any sample videos on here. I think the only thing I've got on here is my little Elmo video, I think is what I've got. Now, be very careful because Movie Maker is a Windows program. Um, because we are working with the evil empire, there are certain video formats it will not even go anywhere near. There are actually two videos in this little Elmo file, one of which Movie Maker will work with, one of which it will not. You will notice it's only showing us one file because that's the only one it cares about. <laughs> it's going to completely ignore the other one. You may run into that depending on what type of camera you have if you've got one of those little digital video cameras. So I'm going to tell it to import that. Oh, come on, really? It's going to tell me that's an ASF and it can't import it which means that it's absolutely ignoring the WMV or the, uh, the uh, MP4 file that's also in there. If you run into this problem that the video you're trying to import is not in the correct format, you may have to convert it to a different file format. Um, there are a bunch of different converters out there. Unfortunately, the best of them are about 50 bucks. So if you do need to convert a file format, shoot me a message, I should be able to convert it over and just get it back to you somehow, either by email or flash drive or something, okay? Um, but that's one of the most aggravating things working with video is trying to get everything into a format that it's quite happy wor working with. Um, now, iMovie on the Macs will work with an MP4. 
So depending on what program you're working with, you have to pick and choose your file format. Okay, this also will work with pictures. It's quite happy to do a little picture file for you uh, or a little uh, slideshow for you. Um, you just go through, click the pictures that you want to import, and it pulls it into this imported media section. Now this imported media section will house all of your audio, all of your video, so that you can pull all your pieces together and drag them down here in the bottom. You've got two modes to work with down at the bottom. You've got storyboard mode, which are the little squares. So if I want to, if I want to pull these in, I'm just going to drag the pictures down at the bottom. And I'm going to switch over to ocean. Maybe I decide I don't want the ocean one second. I will actually want that one third. I can drag my forest in in between and it'll bump my little oceans over. I can drag my little sea turtles in. So you can put in still pictures. Um, same thing with audio or music. If you're working with audio, if you want to pull in an MP3, um, and this is one of those places where um, I'm going to tell you how to do something, and we're going to kind of not talk about copyright for a second or two, because in theory, if we're going strictly by copyright, you shouldn't be using any music that's not either free domain type music or something you created yourself. Um, however, <laughs> it's very difficult to tell people that when you've already got a song in your head that you're putting video clips to. In theory, in the classroom, we're allowed to use up to 30 seconds of most uh, music that is copyrighted. Um, however, I have yet to see anybody that the copyright police actually busted down your door in the middle of a class. Where you get in trouble is if you try to post things online. That's why you'll see YouTube videos that come and go depending on what music they have in the background. So you may have something that was perfectly fine one day. The next day you go to look at it and the music's been taken out of the background because it was copyright protected. Okay. So if you want to pull in audio, MP3s are honestly the safest. It will work with a WMV. It'll work with, or WMA. It'll work with Windows Media Audio. But WMV, or, I'm sorry, I'm having acronym blur, um, but your uh, MP3 files are hands down the safest bet if that's what you want to pull in. To move your audio on here, usually I'll switch to timeline mode instead of storyboard. And then you can drag your audio down here to this lower layer where it says audio track. Now you also have the option if you right click on that or if you click on that little drop down arrow, you've also got narrate timeline. So you can put your own narration in over top of this. So if you wanted to do a little audio track, if you've been watching the Olympics and really like what they've been doing with the <laughs> if you want to do your best Morgan Freeman impersonation, you can actually go in and do a little narration over top of all this. You've also got an audio level adjustment. So if you've got video that you're pulling in and it's got its own um, audio track, but you don't want to hear what's going on there, you want to hear the music louder, you can adjust the levels on the different tracks. Okay? All right. Effects. We're going to move down into editing. You've got, uh, you've got effects that happen to the pictures themselves. Okay, so if I drag in an effect, let me pop back out to um, storyboard so you can see this a little bit easier. 
if I pick an effect for a picture, I'm going to hit play so you can see what that does. Woohoo! If I pick an effect, it's only going to happen to that individual picture. All right? If I pick a transition, that's going to happen changing one picture into another. See how when I put that ripple on that desert landscape, it popped up down here in the corner? See how this corner is blank on the forest? Let me go back to effects for a second. Uh, let's see. Let's ease, ease into the forest. Um, see how a little star pops up in the corner? That tells me that there's an effect attached to that picture. If I want to get rid of that effect, I'm just going to right-click on it and tell it to remove effect. All right. In between, you'll notice these little squares in between. Those are for transitions. Transitions change one picture into the next. So if I want a diagonal box out in between these two, and what I'm going to do is highlight these two so I can see that effect in between the two. So I clicked on the desert one, held down shift, clicked on the forest, and now I'm going to hit play, and it should show me that whole transition all the way through. Ta-da! So that's what that looks like. So effects happen to individual pictures. The transitions happen in between pictures, and you can delete those. If you right-click on those, you can, you can take those out as well. Okay? Um, titles and credits, because you want directing credit for everything that you put together, or at least editing credit. Um, you've got your beginning title. Just type in your text. You can change a title animation. You can change font color. Um, you've also got, if you want little, um, I always think of, think, of, think of them as Roadrunner and Coyote credits, those things that pop up on individual pictures. So as you're going along, something pops up at the bottom of your picture to tell you what it is. Those are um, before a selected clip or an overlay on top of the selected clip. So if you want to put a little designation in when this was or where this took place, that's what you would do. And then you've got your credits at the end. Under your title animation, you can see you have standard scrolling credits. Um, there are also the ones that will go off into the distance if you want to do the Star Wars thing. There's a bunch of different ones. Um, you can also change your font and font color. It doesn't have the entire extensive list of fonts, but there are quite a few of them in there that you can use. When you are done, 